I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. We are in a fifth generational conflict. For every lie they tell, we're going to get in their face and yell two truths. This is Human Events with your host, Jack Posobiec. Christ is King. We have the strongest economy in the world today. The strongest economy in the world today. We have more to do. But we are the indispensable nation in the world. We will have another package of aid for Ukraine soon to signal our continued support for the brave people of Ukraine. And so that's our message. If he thinks he can outlast us, that is Mr. Putin, we believe he's wrong. What was the secret side deal on Ukraine? The Speaker of the House was actually cutting a side deal to bring Ukraine legislation to this floor with President Biden and House Democrats. Let's talk about somebody who actually uh, is the king in a, in a way, uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. He did make good on his promise to appoint a black woman uh, to the United States Senate. At the border, more than 260,000 illegal crossings in September alone. That's the most ever in a single month. More than 2.2 million have crossed this fiscal year already. Philadelphia District Attorney's Office says a local journalist and activist was shot and killed inside his home in Gray's Ferry overnight. Investigators say 39-year-old John Kruger was shot a number of times through his chest and abdomen. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. Legal troubles facing Hunter Biden are back in the spotlight. The president's son appearing in a Delaware courtroom this morning facing renewed felony gun charges and they carry possible prison time. Juries get it wrong a lot. I have a tool that I can deal with that. It's called judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I can say there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. I'm an impartial referee, but it's hard to factor out my own emotions. The judge essentially conceded that the statute of limitations that uh, we won at the Court of Appeals is in effect. Therefore, about 80 percent of the case is over. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on board today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Jack Posobiec, Black Eyed Coffee, and all of our other sponsors. Today is October 3rd, 2023, Anno Domini. Historic vote about to take place here in moments. A motion to vacate the speaker, something that hasn't been done in 113 years, is expected to be taken today and we're hearing is expected to pass. We're told now that Matt Gates and the Republicans with him are going to be are going to be voting along with the Democrats as a block. They're going to be coming in. The motion to vacate likely will pass. The question then becomes what happens once that seat is vacant because the house work grinds to a halt. We go back to January. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best ways that you can support us here at Human Events and the work that we do is subscribing to us on our Rumble channel. Make sure you're subscribed. You hit the notifications so you'll never miss a clip. You'll never miss a new live episode, and we're putting them out every single day of the week.
When I grew up in the hood, I rolled with bloods. And then boys had a saying. You can't be listening to all that slappy whack, trim out his outlets, a bam ship, nippy bam bam, like human events with Jack Posobiec. All right, Jack Posobiec here, live Washington, D.C. Now, I want to explain to everybody how this all works, how this all goes down. So first, you'll have a motion on whether or not to table. That motion will likely fail. Democrats and then, for lack of a better term, we'll call it the Gates block, are going to go in together on this. Then you'll have the motion to vacate. That will likely pass. Then what happens is that this is going to go to, you remember the 15 rounds back in January? That's how this is going to play out. And that's exactly when we'll find out who's on what side. Because the House can't operate without a speaker. Now, understand, understand, this hasn't been done in 113 years. Sede vacante, right? The seat is vacant. The seat will be vacant. And then the question is this, who becomes the next speaker? Now, it's entirely possible that Kevin McCarthy comes back in and becomes Speaker of the House again. It's entirely possible because the question is, who has the votes to become Speaker? Tom Emmer is a name that I've heard from multiple sources that might step up and then attempt to run against McCarthy. The other question is, what is the, what if any of the presidential campaigns try to get in? Does DeSantis try to get in and make this a proxy war against Trump and try to frame it as one? Trump was asked about this yesterday. He didn't really come down one way or the other on it. So there's a lot at play here. There's a lot at stake. We're monitoring this as it goes down because this is a historic day. I want to bring in Though we have a, an excellent guest out of Philadelphia today. Uh, his name is Sergeant Mark Facetti. Mark, tell us about this story of this, this left-wing activist journalist who was somebody who, from my view, looking at his tweets, was no fan of police officers. We later find that he shot to death in his, in his home seven times. To me, seven times doesn't sound like a smash and grab home invasion type of thing. That sounds like it's something personal. What are you hearing and how did we get to this point? Uh, thanks for having me, Jack. So this I knew Josh from Twitter. We would have back and forths. Like you said, he was definitely no fan of the police. And he had that rhetoric for a long time on Twitter. However, recently he did reach out and say, hey, listen, I think things are getting way out of hand. He did have an incident at his home uh, maybe a month or two ago where it was vandalized. The police came out, and he had to go. He went on Twitter and said they were very nice, they were very professional, and maybe that interaction helped him look at things a little differently. Uh, my source are telling me that this is definitely going to be somebody he knew and, you know, possibly something more of a domestic issue with um, with a, a partner or something. It's, they're kind of being vague, but I think I seen your post last night where, you know, they found some stuff in the house and, uh, you know, it's it, it seemed he had a trouble. And, 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 and drugs. Specifically, yeah. they found like yeah. they said methamphetamine it was out of the inquiry, found found methamphetamine. And then also basically. I believe the word was concerning text messages with a former partner. It didn't say incriminating, but it said in, in concerning text messages. And this seems like a guy, he's involved with numerous programs with people that were in and out of the prison system, uh, people who are getting clean, people who are struggling with addiction, um, former lovers, drugs. A lot of the, 
this uh, you tie all that to a city like Philadelphia that's been in such absolute chaos. This is how you get you lead to problems like this. And, and the problem, of course, is that these people, the reason there is that revolving door, Mark, is because the D.A. won't lock these people up. Uh, you're absolutely right. It, he was and he's a person that worked for the administration, the mayor, uh, Kenny. Yes. Um, but he was like you said, he he was a reformed addict himself, um, uh, a rags to riches type person. He was homeless made it way all the way back and wanted to be an activist for what he believed in. And like I said, we and him didn't agree on, I don't think anything really, um, but our back and forth were professional. And this is, this is an incident where he could possibly be the victim of what so many other people are being victims of, of a crime in this city that is just relentless because Larry Krasner does not want to lock up criminals you saw everybody's seen the riots uh just the other day the looting rather and krasner's already out on the media tour telling people he's going to take it by a case-by-case basis uh every person to individual justice what he's basically telling everybody is don't expect any serious punishments here uh he's going to knock most of these down to what are called summary offenses which is basically a criminal equivalent to a speeding ticket so this is what's going to happen more people are going to see this. They're going to say, you know what? We can get away with this. Just like the incident that you've probably seen on Twitter of the kid jumping on the uh, female's uh, car down in Center City, smashing it in with yep. her kids. He's from New Jersey. Why did he come here and do it? Because you can get away with it here. You can't get away with that in his neighborhood. No, the, and this is a situation where you got a guy who... Like I said, you know, he's he's dealing with them stories about Facebook. And a lot of the time he's posting it himself that he's he's dealing with these people that are criminals and he's saying, I want to help them. But then they show up at his house all times of night trying to get in, trying to get his stuff. People have keys. People don't have keys. And then then you've got people who are looking for those people, right, showing up at his house, convinced that he's harboring them, convinced that he's got them in his home. And so I saw a lot of people out there saying, oh, no, no, this was probably some, you know, uh, Donald Trump supporter went to his. I, I just don't seem to think like that's the case. I don't think there's any evidence of that. And what we saw, I believe it was either 6ABC or or the Inquirer had that detectives were they, they, they had sourcing for detectives that seemed to think that this was a, a, a domestic situation that spilled over. So one of these domestic situations. But, Mark. Look, you know, I tell people this and I saw the temple this morning is putting out statements. I was there 20 years ago. It wasn't like it is now. Kids getting killed, students getting carjacked and mugged, strays getting found in dorms. What is going on with this city? The the kids uh, and the young adults are literally playing Grand Theft Auto in real life. You know, as a as a kid growing up, I grew up in the Frankfurt section of Philadelphia. It's a tough neighborhood. We would do stupid things, throw eggs at a bus or something, run away, that little adrenaline rush. But that was it. These kids are doing the same exact thing because they feel that it's fun to rip somebody out of their car, to go loot a store, to ransack a Wawa. They are literally playing a video game in real life because they are not afraid to get locked up. Because even if they do, there is no chance they're going to go to jail in their mind. And so far since 2017, when Krasner took over, the stats and the crime have shown it. It is just unbelievable. 
uh, until Larry Krasner leaves, none of this is going to change. We're going to have a new mayor, a new police commissioner January 1st. And still, none of what you're watching here will ever change because he's still in office and he's always going to side on the side of the criminal before the victim and the police. It's insane. Sergeant Mark Facetti, go follow him. It's Mark Facetti on Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, right? X. He's one of the best follows out there. Mark, thanks for having you on. Apologize. We got that breaking news going on today. I have to have you on, do a longer hit, talk more about what's happening. This is America's birthplace, folks. The birthplace of liberty, Philadelphia. Looking at everything coming in, Washington, D.C., The number that you want to look at right now, the key number here, is the 10 nay votes on this motion to vacate. Because the 10 nay votes is key. This will explain to you the current size of the Gates block in the American, in the the House, on the GOP side. So right now I'm seeing 10. That's coming up against the nay votes of 201. Uh, totals are coming in. Democrats have not come all the way in yet. I do expect this to fail, this current motion. But first, folks, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, Fume. Fume is an innovative, award-nominated essential oils infuser. There's no electronics. Fume is completely natural. There's no use of vapor. Fume uses essential oil-flavored air. There's no harmful chemicals. Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. Now, this is a habit that Human Events listeners can get behind. It's a habit you're free to enjoy. You can make replacing any bad habits easy. Look, producer Faz tried Fume out, and I got to tell you, he said that it was a pleasant surprise. He said it was flavorful and fresh, well-balanced, and it looked fantastic. It's made with real wood, so you get a great to you, you get a great feel when you're using it. So you can stop the bad habits. We know it's hard to put them off, but I'm told that producer Foz says switching the fume, it's easy, it's enjoyable, even be fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. And there's no reason that that can't be you, too. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com. And do me a favor, use promo code POSO, save up to 10% when you get that journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use promo code POSO, save an additional 10% off your order today. All right, we're scanning the votes now, nine minutes left. Let's get that vote count back up, guys. This is key. This is key what we're looking at. All right, 10 votes that you're seeing. And, And remember the state of play, okay? The state of play is this. 10 votes to not table the motion will be 10 votes to carry the motion once this current motion fails. So the tabling, that means you're canceling. That means you're, you're shutting it down. Then the real question is, once the, once the motion to vacate happens, if that passes, boom, done. There's no speaker. It's as quick as that, like, like a lightning flash. However, here's the trick. The trick is, once there's no speaker, the House can't operate. Now, most likely what's going to happen at that point is an interim speaker will be appointed. That it's essentially like the clerk of the House. But that, their only role will be the new election of a speaker. And you're going to likely see that happen momentarily. So the question is, who's going to stand? Tom Emmer. That's a name that we've heard. The current House majority whip for the House GOP. 
Now, remember, he ran against Jim Banks for that position. Banks now looking at a Senate seat over in Indiana. Banks is a fantastic conservative, uh, mega conservative, whereas Emmer, on the other hand, huge anti-Trump guy. Not exactly a guy that I would ever want to get behind. McCarthy, of course, will likely also stand for speaker. So we're continuing to watch this vote. The totals have not come in yet. But like we said before, it looks as though the Democrats are voting as. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, hold on. It looked like we had one Democrat who was voting with the Republicans there for a second. But but no, no, no. It was uh, one of those one of those hanging Chad situations. But uh, as this is going in, I want to I want to uh, we've got our next guest here. And I I believe we have a special clip. Guys, do we have that clip from MSNBC last night? Can we run that real quick? Flat Earth, QAnon, whatever. Well, now NBC News reports just within the last hour that it is that guy's far-right website that appears to have published the blueprint for right-wing billionaire Elon Musk to buy the social media platform formerly known as Twitter to take it private and then to basically kill it off as a means of helping the far-right and hurting the United States of America. The article called it a, quote, declaration of war against the globalist American empire. So that's how things are going on the right. (laughs) Darren Beatty of Revolver News. Darren, is it true? Are you actually running the entire Twitter platform? Are you in charge of SpaceX? Has Elon given you a spaceship? Answer these questions immediately. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm something of a uh, uh, a co-conductor along with my pal Lex Fridman. Um, but, you know, the truth is this whole story as of late, and, you know, I guess it's I welcome it. It's not necessarily bad for me, but it puzzles me. I find it really bizarre because I don't understand what's new here. The article in question, which, you know, I stand by and frankly, I think it's Um, one of the better articles of many high-quality articles that we put out at Revolver.News, and many of its predictions have proven quite prescient. But this was out a very long time ago, and it's been known for a very long time that Elon Musk has read it and um, that there was a text message, someone texted it to him. I'm sure many people texted it to him. This article was not a secret. I went on the Tucker Carlson program in front of millions and millions of, of a national audience in order to explain the position of the article. So for them to sort of re-up the issue as though they've found this, you know, buried treasure of a of a roadmap or such, this has been out there for a very long time. And so I just find it very strange that this so-called journalist Ben Collins would come out of the woodwork. And actually, sweaty Ben, we call him sweaty Ben, right? Sweaty Ben. And the thing is, is um, he seemed like an androgynous type on the phone. But when I saw him on video, it really uh, drove home just how dubious it is. There's sort of like a third gender, the MSNBC gender that encompasses Maddow, Hayes. And now I think Collins might be uh, (laughs) may belong to that taxonomy as well. Very strange people, very dubious people. But in the case of Ben Collins, he actually, you know, most people don't like to humiliate themselves. But Ben Collins comes out and he's pretending to be a journalist here. 
employed by NBC. And he says the whole subject of this article was this text message that someone's texting Elon about the article. And he said, we spent seven months trying to find out who sent this text. I'm sure many people texted the article, but they they spent seven months and they couldn't find out who texted it. So it's, it's in a way, it's such a nothing burger of a story. But the real story is how desperate they are to, I guess, you know, demonize Elon Musk, because I do think he's been making some positive moves lately. And, you know, I can selflessly from an objective standpoint say that Twitter is much better um, under Elon Musk. However, personally, I can say that I'm more I, I think I'm more shadow banned under Musk than I was before Musk, which is unfortunate and kind of ironic. But that's how it goes. But I do think it's very fair to say overall Things are much better under Musk. And um, perhaps even more important, it's clear from Musk's own behavior and his pronouncements, going to the border, the accounts he's interacting with. He's demonstrating a really accelerated awareness, shall we say, that understandably the regime finds deeply, deeply threatening. And I'm very pleased by that. Darren, just real quick, uh, looks as though the motion to table Kevin McCarthy, um, his uh, essentially the vacation, the so it feels weird calling it a vacation, but to table has <laughs> failed. Um, it is now 218 to 206, two minutes left. And you do have, I just want to give everyone the update on those numbers. You do have this huge number of essentially the Democrats side. Oh, 11 Republicans now. Wow. So it was 10 Republicans in sort of what, what I'm calling the Gates block. Uh, that just jumped up to 11. So I want to see uh, exactly where that was and how that shook out. That's really the number to watch. Who is voting no? Darren, with everything you've written in that article, by the way, I remember going through it and we've had you on. I'm pretty sure, by the way, and this is what's funny about Sweaty Ben, is that he acts as though this is some big secret conspiracy. It's an article you published publicly and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we mention it every single time I've had you on this program. Like every single time we've been there, I make some reference to Elon being a, a reader of Revolver. This this is what we're talking about, Sweaty Ben. We're we're not scared. <laughs> we, in fact, we're happy about this. We're we're celebrating right. this. This isn't something that we've been doing. I've I've done a secret. It's like Media Matters, right? We've we've gone and done, conducted secret analysis of watching the shows that they do. In public and listening to what they've said. We're, we're going to come back in a minute here. We've got the breaking news, all the drama that's going on in the House. The motion to vacate will be coming up next. Kevin McCarthy's speakership to be vacated the first time 113 years down duty our guest. I'm always listening to Human Events with Jack Posobiec. All right, folks, back here. Jack Posobiec Live, Washington, D.C. A lot going on. And when there is a lot going on, I want to know, like you, that the stuff that I'm eating is the healthiest food that I can get for my family and also that it comes from the best places. And with Moinkbox, that place is small family farms all across the country. You can help save those family farms and get access to the highest quality meat and products on the earth when you join the Moink movement today. Moink runs their business from a town of 97 people in Newark, Missouri, where they're helping save our tradition, our values, and helping save rural Americans with every order. Moink Box delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb pasture, pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. You choose the meat that you can have in every single box. And let me tell you something about this bacon they have. It is the absolute best 
bacon that you are going to find. Let me tell you, when Tanya Tate comes in, she makes the she makes the bacon. I say, sweetheart, I want the bacon first. Go to moinkbox.com right now, slash poso, moinkbox.com slash poso. Human events audience, guess what? You can get a free free package of ground beef all the way for a year. That's one year of the best ground beef you will ever taste. It's limited time only. M-O-I-N-K-Box.com slash POSO. M-O-I-N-K-Box.com slash POSO. Folks, Kevin McCarthy's ability to remain speaker is now at risk. The House has just taken the first step towards ousting him. Uh, We're getting speeches on the House floor now. You're seeing gates. You're seeing the gates block 11, uh, 11, 11. Let's let's take a little bit of that real quick, guys. Let's take a little bit of that, actually. Bring it up. I wanted him to be successful because the country needed him to be successful. In the ensuing months, I helped him narrowly pass the Parents' Bill of Rights and the Limit Save Grow Bill. I think both of those by just one or two votes, helping persuade some of my most conservative colleagues to come along despite some of the concerns they had with those bills. And we remained united as a conference through the Limit Save Grow vote as we passed a bill that was cutting spending to pre-COVID levels for non-defense discretionary spending, or just over $100 billion. We've got the list of the 11 now. All right, let's pull that down. So 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 you've got your your pro-McCarthy side, you've got your pro-Gate side that are coming in. 11 House GOP voted to... Essentially, it voted for a vacate on the first vote, right? They voted for to vacate. Uh, it's about the tabling amendment, uh, tabling motion. This goes to the next motion. So here's the list of the 11. This is key. Davidson, Crane, Buck, Sparts, Biggs, Rosendale, Gates, Good, Mace, Nancy Mace, Burchett, and Ogles. Uh, Darren, you've... You know, and, and I'm not asking for anything, uh, uh, shall we say, proprietary, but you've obviously, um, it's, it's public knowledge that you're a former uh, speechwriter for Congressman Gates, so I'm not going to ask you which side you're on here, but what do you think the overall plan is with this situation? So you go to, you know, let's walk people through it again. The motion to vacate passes. The speaker gets removed. It goes, takes us back to January. We go back to those 15 rounds of voting, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think is at play here? And I guess the real question is, do any of the presidential cam- campaigns, particularly like those of Ron DeSantis that have just completely fallen off the radar, try to open this up as a kind of proxy fight against Trump? That's an interesting question. Um you know, it's it, it's interesting to see how all, how all of it plays out here. I don't have special really insight into what's going on, but I think if you could characterize it, it might be good to say this is about some semblance of accountability. This is about attempting to bring accountability to a system that has none of it. And of course, you know, everybody despises these scumbags in Congress generally, and this is a profound inconvenience to them, which I, just as an outside observer, kind of like the mere kind of disruptive aspect to it. The fact that a lot of the right people are getting furious about it gives me pleasure to see. But I think the productive part of it is the accountability. We're at a situation of maximum awareness, minimal accountability, and the whole you know circumstance under which Kevin McCarthy became speaker in the first place was tied to some you know kind of implicit and some explicit conditions, and a lot of people feel like he's um, failed in following through on those 
um, on those conditions. And so do you just do nothing or do we at the very least give them a big headache and give them just something to think about? You know, there's not a whole lot of leverage that America first people have and people representing the America first base really wields. And so we have to use all the leverage we can. And if this is one of the tools that we have, you know, why not? So the other question that I'm thinking of, and, you know, we'll see whether or not it whether or not it works out. We all know that we love being the uh, the family first program here on Human Events Daily, of course. And the the question, of course, that um, that that may have been the neocon screaming in the background, actually, as uh, as America First is ascendant, that. The real that question, was ben though, I say, though, it was, that was actually oh Ben Collins is banging, trying to get in. Sweaty Ben is saying, "Please, Darren, I can't take a shower. I've been down here in Florida. There's no way the running water is so bad. Trump was right about the water pressure. Please, please, just let me use your shower for five minutes." And of course, Darren is saying, "No, Ben, no. The sweat will continue, Ben. No Snapchat or TikTok filters can save you, Sweaty Ben. Never can, never will." No. The question for me is. If if any of you know, I really could see, and we're going to be watching this throughout the day. Of course, we're running out of time in the show here. But the question, what I'm calling to look for, is to see if any of the campaigns, particularly those of Ron DeSantis, that are just getting increasingly desperate, going on far left wing shows like Bill Maher, trying to get some traction there, uh, to see if they try to use this as a type of wedge or proxy fight against Trump. Last minute, Darren Beatty. I don't see it. I mean, everything they've attempted to do, they being the DeSantis campaign, they've failed. They've bungled. You know, I'm hearing things about DeSantis donors claiming that, you know, DeSantis is going to be within, you know, 10 points, you know, in a month or something, maybe within 10 points of Vivek if he's lucky. But uh, I wouldn't worry about the DeSantis campaign at all. Uh, it's a sinking ship. But even to say it's sinking, it's already under the water for the most part. So if they want to glom onto this in a last, you know, gasp, desperate effort at relevance, um, you know, they can go ahead and make themselves look even more foolish. But I don't think whatever it would be would really have the intended effect. Well, I think it's exactly right. Folks, understand something. Darren Beatty is ascendant. America first is ascendant. Elon Musk, sorry, sweaty Ben. Sorry to all of you communist scum. And I just have two words for you. You're next. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to make sure.